You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. Here you all on this Friday, final podcast of the week, final preseason game for your New Orleans Pelicans. We're not going to even really touch on that. We were going to touch on that, and then some news regarding Zion came out. More things change, more things stay the same kind of news. I'll give you an update on his health, my thoughts on this situation going in that he's going to be out of Friday's preseason game, not even traveling with the team, not going to bury the lead in today's podcast. We are going to look at that first and foremost. Then we're going to take a look at the GM survey, a lot of love given to the Pelicans in that one. And then finally, talk a little bit about Buddy Heald and Bradley Beal, some news on the fronts with those guys, uh, both of which have somewhat interest to New Orleans for different reasons. So I'll cover all of that and maybe a little bit more in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So New Year, same Pelicans to an extent. Zion Williamson injured now, ruled out of tonight's game against the New York Knicks, not even traveling up to New York with the team. That's a slight bit of a concern. And then they put out a press release at 3.55 p.m. Uh, that says, New Orleans Pelicans forward Zion Williamson is listed as out with right knee soreness for the team's final preseason game against the Knicks. He did not travel with the team to to New York today and remained in New Orleans to undergo further testing and evaluation at the Ostner Sports Medicine facility. Further updates will be forthcoming when available. This is a weirdly... It's just weird. That press conference, press release makes you a little bit nervous. And given the Pelicans' history with injuries, just all the things happening, I texted someone and jokingly said, I'm like, so is it your turn to write the annual Voodoo Pelicans Cleansing Injury Curse article this year? Because it seems like we need one of those almost every single year with kind of how these injuries go. So this should probably trigger some like PTSD in folks, um, particularly Pelicans fans, over a lot of this stuff. This stuff has never kind of ended up being good. And if it was just rest... Okay, they'd say rest. So he's not out with just rest. And Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN said as much, saying this isn't just precautionary. This isn't just rest. But what this might be is precautionary. His knee maybe was a little bit sore and bothering him. So they said, don't worry. Don't bother flying up to New York. Let's do some testing on it and leave it at that. And it could easily be precautionary. Maybe he just needs a little bit of like physical therapy or something like that with it. Um, we don't know. It's too early to tell. There's a lot of rumors and things flying around. Look, some people know some things, but no one's really given their sources on all of this. So, like, I, look, I'm just going to kind of wait for updates. I think that's really all we have here. I'm not going to buy into any of these rumors or anything just yet. You know, it could easily be precautionary. There's no reason why the Pelicans wouldn't treat Zion Williamson with kids' gloves. You know, similar to Anthony Davis's rookie year, and it makes sense. This is the future of the franchise. If his knee's a little sore, don't just be like, okay, cool, chill, get on a plane, go up. How about you just keep him where he is, don't have him move around much, and run a bunch of tests to see if it just is knee soreness or if it's anything worse. 
And I think, you know, if you don't see him on the bench in tonight's game, people are going to question that, being like, he's out. Why isn't he there, though? And so they're kind of maybe, I don't know, this could be me reading too much into it, just trying to get out ahead of it and different things like that. So that's easily what it could be. So we're not going to even bother previewing tonight's game. It just probably means a bigger role for uh, Okafor, for Melly, and you know maybe you get to see a little bit more fun in Nikhil Alexander-Walker too. Um, it's not good, obviously, if he misses any period of time, whether it's a short period of time, whether it's a long period of time. But maybe Melly slots into the power forward spot uh, and that's kind of the natural thing. The team still has a lot of talent. It's going to be tougher, certainly, uh, with how good Zion has looked in preseason, near historic preseason. We still have a starting lineup of Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Nicolo Melli, and Derek Favors. It's not bad. You're going to miss some of the stuff that Zion does, but you get a little bit more shooting out there on the court. So it's a team that could kind of make do. Are we thrilled about that make do team? No, we want to see Zion. That's where the fun is in all of this. But I don't think it would be necessarily the end of the world, but certainly we're all now not even caring about preseason, probably not even caring about Tuesday's game against the uh, Toronto Raptors. We just want to see Zion play, and now that gets called into doubt a little bit more so than we were. That's what we're all excited about. Yes, this team is going to win some games. They're going to be competitive, but we're more interested in seeing Zion play potentially than wins into other things. So... I don't know what this means. I don't know if it necessarily changes things a ton for the team other than just, okay, be very careful with this. But I'm hoping it's precautionary. That's what, you know, we've all, the only official stuff we've got to go on. It is also going to be um, interesting because, uh, oh, okay, now I'm reading that potentially there's an MRI today at some point for it, which is fine. It might reveal no structural damage and he's out for a little bit. We'll see. If they're doing the MRI today, it means nothing is necessarily official. So, okay, there you go. That's the in-the-moment update from when I record this at uh, 8, what time is it now? 8.30 p.m. on Thursday night. We'll see. That's all there is to it. You know, try and enjoy your weekend. What is going to happen happens. There's nothing we can do about it. Hope for the best. This team does now have Aaron Nelson and some of these others. So if he is injured, recovery should be a little bit smoother than maybe in years past. But of course, still normal Pelicans type of stuff here, I guess. So we'll, of course, keep you updated on that story as things go on. You want to now really follow Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. Tell your friends about the show. Whether Zion's missing time or not missing time, it's a fun year. You want to be along for the ride with everything. So subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. So the NBA's annual GM survey came out yesterday, and the Pelicans get a lot of love in this. Not as a playoff team, they're not listed amongst the eight there. Not having an MVP candidate in Drew Holiday, but you'd have to figure it was going to be around all of the young guys, and that's really where it was. But maybe not the biggest one, which was if you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Where Giannis ran away with that, followed by Anthony Davis and Luka Doncic tying. But Zion got a lot of love. You know, this is pre whatever it is is going to happen. And who knows? It might, you know, maybe we'll find out early tomorrow morning at some point or today. Who knows um, what it's going to be. But overall, I think they're getting a lot of love for the moves they've made and for other things. Zion certainly helps. But the first time you're going to see a Pelican listed on there is which player is most, most likely to have a breakout season in 2019-2020. 
Brandon Ingram tied for fourth here alongside Jamal Murray of Denver behind Jaron Jackson Jr. of Memphis and Jason Tatum of Boston and then De'Aaron Fox of Sacramento taking home number one. Lonzo Ball also gets some votes in there but not enough to be put into the top four as does Zion Williamson. These GMs by the way not allowed to vote for their own team on this one. But it's nice to see that people think Brandon Ingram could be in for a good year. He's certainly a good scorer and can do a number of other things well. And if Zion is down for a little bit, that's a guy who they're going to look to really step up and maybe take some more shots, take on some of that scoring burden. Uh, In terms of offseason and other things like that, one of the things that I think is really interesting is the question, which team will be most improved in 2019-2020? Number one is the Los Angeles Lakers, 38%. When you trade for Anthony Davis, yeah, you should probably get put on that list. And the team trading away Anthony Davis probably shouldn't really get put on that list. But guess what? The New Orleans Pelicans are. They're tied for fourth with 7% of the vote. The Lakers won with 38%. Dallas Mavericks were 21%. Clippers third at 10%. And the Pelicans are tied with the Hawks, Nets, and Bulls. Now, It's not a huge surprise because New Orleans was bad last year. You know, you look at the record, 31 wins, not great. So you don't have, you know, much room to go down further. And, it you know, it's going to be easier to improve off of a record like that. But it's weird to see that you trade away Anthony Davis, which lets the Lakers kind of run away with this, and you still get votes for it. Shows you the other moves they've made, too. And the return for Anthony Davis were pretty good. Zion also helps with that one. In terms of rookies, who will win Rookie of the Year? Zion crushes it in this one, 68%. Um, John Morant of Memphis now got 29%. And then Darius Garland of the Cavs got 4 The weirdest part of this was which rookie will be the best player in five years. So again, you're not allowed to vote for your own team, your own player in this one. So you figured maybe Zion would get all but one vote. He only got 68% of the vote, same amount that he got for who will win Rookie of the Year. John Morant came in second with 18%. Cam Reddish of Atlanta, 7%. Jarrett Culver and Darius Garland also got votes. Just those five guys. I am surprised that five guys got votes in this with how good Zion Williamson has looked in preseason. You know, I get it. David Griffin couldn't vote for him, so that makes a little bit of sense. But any any other one person getting votes? Like, that seems, I don't know, just a little bit odd. That's how good I think Zion has looked. That's how good we all expect him to be. That it is genuinely surprising when someone else other than him is getting some votes. I don't, you know, it makes me think there's just a lot of bad GMs in the league or something like that right now, uh, which might not be incorrect with some of this. But man, what a weird question to kind of go in a direction we weren't expecting whatsoever. Uh, which rookie will was the biggest steal where he was selected in the draft? Nikhil Alexander-Walker ran away with this one, 17th overall, 32% of the vote. Brandon Clark, 21 to Memphis, also got 21% of the vote. Um, that was a guy who was pretty high on going into this too. You didn't get anything for uh, Jackson Hayes in this one, but it was nice to see Nikhil Alexander-Walker getting some love. So this is, it's just kind of interesting. I think it was a little bit surprising to see that Drew Holiday was only on the also receiving votes part for who is the best perimeter defender in the NBA. 
yeah, I get it's going to be Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but he should have been up there a little bit more than maybe a guy like Jimmy Butler, given the, you know, everything that he's gotten, the accolades he's gotten the past couple of years. That was really kind of the big thing. The other one that really jumps out at you is who's the best assistant coach in the NBA? Chris Finch tied for first in this one. And as a guy who's going to be a future head coach, probably sooner rather than later. Um, And then finally, which team is the most fun to watch? Denver Nuggets first with 31% of the vote. New Orleans Pelicans second with 21%. It's going to be a fun, fun team. They also got the promising young core over the Denver Nuggets, 28% to 24%. So a lot of love for them throughout the GM survey. Clearly, David Griffin has made some great moves, has kind of put this Pelicans team back on the map. Again, regardless of what's going to come from this Zion Williamson injury, non-injury, who knows? We just got to wait and find out. We're going to touch on some stuff about Buddy Heald, former Pelican, and Bradley Beal. Not going to be a future Pelican after the news from the other day. But today's edition of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. Restricted free agency is getting a little bit interesting with the Buddy Heald-Sacramento King saga getting kind of angry and harsh. I I don't really know the other way to put it. And Buddy Heald wants a pretty close to a max deal. The Kings don't want to give him that. They've offered him four years, 90 million. Buddy Heald wants four years, 110, or those are the approximate numbers. Maybe it was four years, 80. And he doesn't want that. He wants more because frankly, it's a lot of money on the line for him with this. He's kind of, well, you know, an excellent player for them. They overpaid a guy like Harrison Barnes, which means he's going to want close to that money because he's better than Harrison Barnes. And I kind of like Harrison Barnes as a player a little bit, Um, maybe not for the money that he is, uh, but it's been interesting. And Buddy Heald is like trying to negotiate this through the media saying, you know, he's feeling disrespected. It's a show of loyalty to pay him. If you really want to commit to him, well, then give him the money. And it's kind of as simple as that. He also said like big name free agents don't come here. You need to try and keep me. And if you don't, I'm going to try and go elsewhere and I'm going to be upset. As a restricted free agent, we've been through this with Eric Gordon. He just doesn't have a ton of leverage, so he's trying to break out some leverage wherever he can. It's actually a pretty smart move. And if you're the Kings, which this could be a playoff season for him, could be, you know, they want to keep team chemistry intact. And, you know, not paying Buddy Heald's probably not going to get you that chemistry that you were hoping for. So there's a lot on the line for him with this. I think what makes me happy about this is that it's not this ugly here with Brandon Ingram and the team that I think Brandon Ingram kind of knows what's going on with him with his place that he shouldn't be getting kind of a big deal, a big extension right now. And he's just going to have to kind of play out the year and the Pelicans seem fine with this. They're not going to insult him by trying to lowball him. Maybe they have, and it just hasn't been public, but overall this has got to make you kind of feel okay about how things are going and just let's see. And we talked about this the other day. Should they try and get him to take a lower amount of money right now and then a bigger one later? And I don't think they really should. So we'll see where that one goes and Brandon Ingram's fit. And if Zion is out, does he step up? Uh, We'll wait and see, but it is certainly an interesting thing. The other big news in terms of other teams is Bradley Beal agreed to a two-year extension with the Washington Wizards. Yeah, they didn't want to trade him. 
And I think this, this at least this year, kills any chance of the Pelicans trading for him. He cannot be traded for this season. After this, yes. And it this extension actually probably makes him even more desirable because he's under contract for longer. But this is a guy who would command so much. If you thought the Anthony Davis trade was a haul, well, then Bradley Beal's not going to be far behind. So you better be willing to give up Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander Walker, and maybe another first round pick or two plus salary filler. And if you're not for Bradley Beal, then then don't talk about trying to trade for him because that's probably the minimum it's going to take. So he's off the market right now, which does create the um, trade deadline. It makes it a little bit more interesting. What's going to happen there? You know, are is a guy like Brandon Ingram who could be a difference maker scoring wise more in demand? Maybe Lonzo Ball. Hell, even maybe Drew Holiday. Now, I don't think they're really going to move Lonzo Ball or Holiday. Maybe Ingram. But this takes probably the biggest star, the biggest name, the best player off of the trade deadline or away from the trade deadline that could have been out there. So this kind of puts a damper on it, but makes other guys even in more demand. Worth keeping an eye on as the season goes on. It's, you know, not even October 20th here yet. So we, we've we got a ways to go. But just keep an eye on that. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because I'm sure people will be calling about the Pelicans players uh, since it seems like they could be potentially a team that wants to deal. I just don't see a big move necessarily happening for them this year. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening to the week's worth of shows. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all on Monday.